Hello, and welcome to the Claremont Bible Fellowship Bible Instruction Time. We now turn you over to our speaker for the day. Anyway, as he works on getting that chart up, this uh, meetings that we've been having, <clears throat> three or four, I guess, I've been on, the idea of the, the last days, and we said that this is, we believe that this is the last of the last days, and that... <clears throat> These things here are on the chart, if we ever get it up there, and shining up there. If it's up there, we'll, we'll point at it and all the rest. And we'll, there you go. There we go. I guess we do need these lights off. Huh? Ah. Yeah, and I gave you a small chart also to <clears throat> look at if you want to, or take it home or <clears throat> and study it, because... We definitely will not cover everything on the chart. <clears throat> but the main thing is, all of these messages center around the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the Messiah. It all has to do with him. It's because of him we have been provided salvation, eternal life, and it's because of him we're here today. Now, <clears throat> we had... Uh, looked at the idea that there's two comings of Christ. We have the rapture right here, and we have Christ over here coming back with his glorified saints. Now, the rapture is, is 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 4. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we that are alive and remain, shall be changed, and shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord, wherefore comfort one another with these words. We uh, started with the idea that we believe that uh, we're writing here somewhere, and we believe that it's just before the rapture is going to happen. I believe that the Lord will come and take us out before the tribulation, because the tribulation has nothing to do with the church. Tribulation is brought up as Jacob's trouble in, in Jeremiah 31. <clears throat> the tribulation is the judgment of the nations and also the judgment of Israel. During that tribulation time, there, there will be uh, something happening here. But before I get to the tribulation time, understand that the rapture, the saints are taken up into the judgment seat of Christ, and the marriage supper of the Lamb. <clears throat> there we have something happening in heaven at the same time something that happens on earth. And what's happening on earth is the, the tribulation. Now, understand that this begins with a <clears throat> trio of evil. The devil has a short time, and he even has a shorter time when that tribulation starts. Seven years is all he has. And so during that time, he will actually um, try and take this Antichrist that comes up <clears throat> out of the sea. And then later there's a false prophet, which is the second beast, rises up out of the land. And the second beast will tell you, tell them to worship the first beast. Or he has all these powers. In fact, the second beast has power too. He creates an image and causes it to move around. And we know from 
uh, different things today. Animation is not an impossibility. And that's what it'll be, animation. And we understand that during this tribulation time, there will be the seven seals, seven trumpets, and the seven vials. Now, STV is actually the easiest way to remember that there are seven vials. And, and as the seventh seal comes, it opens the seven trumpets. And as the seven trumpet comes, it opens the seven vials. And that's what's going to happen here on earth. The seven vials are on the, not only on the nations, also it's on the actual um, throne of the Antichrist. Excuse me. Looking over some of the things that we had talked about in the past, we actually talked about the rapture where that Christ is coming for his own and it's soon, it's so very soon I believe and I should get an amen, amen <clears throat> it's very soon and we just can't wait as we look at the way the world is now even just our United States it's, it's even worse in other countries and like we were talking about Russia and all and that, that man that's leading these people and, and sending missiles to kill children to kill civilians, not even having any guts to fight the actual army themselves, hardly. <clears throat> and it actually points forward to his coming. And the purpose of these meetings are to, to stir us up and help us understand that it is this time. I believe in my lifetime, Christ will come. I know that Paul said that. We that are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds. But really, if that's the last time, uh, it must be so close to the last of the last days. <clears throat> As we continue on here, we, we, we think of the, the rapture coming up, going into here. We have the actual judgment seat of Christ. And if someone, Tyler, can you open up your Bible to... 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10. And as he's looking forward there, we'll uh, mention that right after the judgment of Christ, the marriage of the Lamb, here in the judgment of Christ, they judge that which was done as service, not because of their sins. Sins was done, taken care of at Calvary, and once and for all and forever. But here, in this, this situation here, the, the service is judged. Yes, sir. For it must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. All right. That word bad simply means uh, not evil, but the, the, the service that was the wood, hay, and stubble. That's the bad. And the gold, silver, and precious stones would be that which is done good in the body. And in the idea that they are giving certain degrees of, of honor, they, they place them in the marriage supper of the Lamb during that, and they're, they're placed in a certain order. And that's why you have the marriage supper of the Lamb. But as this all is happening here, tribulation is coming to a close. 
We have the Armageddon. We have all the armies of the world joined against going to to actually destroy. And the Antichrist is ahead of this. And, and they're going to go and destroy Jerusalem. Uh, and they're, as we get into us destroying Jerusalem, they something happens out of heaven. Here in Revelation 19, the Son of Righteousness shall appear. The Son of Righteousness is, he will come out of heaven in a white horse, and these armies will be behind him, and they will land on the Mount of Olives. And as his feet touches the Mount of Olives, it will open up, and waters from the great sea will come through into the valleys of Israel and allow the desert to blossom as a rose. Why is that happening? That's because it's in preparation just like in, in when the last the vials are, are mentioned here during the vials, they dry up the Euphrates. And the Euphrates is dried up for another use in the very near future. And that has the armies of the Antichrist, armies of Satan, coming in. And Christ breaks through the clouds. And here in verses... 11 to 16 of Revelation chapter 19. David, can I have you look up Revelation chapter 19, verse 11 to 16? And that's what we'll do there. And we'll see in the description of of this, how that the heavens opened up. In verse 11. Just the verse 16 is good enough. No doubt that is Christ himself. It was prophesied that he would come and deliver those. Now, there's two things we need to understand. The coming of Christ is in two parts. The first part is Christ coming to the air to take his saints home. And then they go to the judgment of Christ and to Mary Supper of the Lamb. And while that is happening, the tribulation is happening. And then, after the tribulation is coming to an end, the actual Lord Jesus Christ comes down with his saints here in this passage here. He comes down with his saints, and he's going to have a great victory over the Antichrist. In fact, here's what it says in verse 19 of chapter 19. I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken with him and the false prophet and the one that did miracles before him uh, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. 
These both were cast alive into the lake of fire, which is a little further, the eternal lake of fire. And it shows them where they are cast down here. Okay. Into the lake of fire. And then we have the idea that in, in Revelation 13, they said, who's able to make war against this one? They were so pompous about him. And Christ came down, and he didn't need the army. They were just there to witness his mouth opening up with the word of God. And the word of God slays them to death. And they took the idea that the Armageddon, which is up here, Armageddon ended with Christ coming onto the land and opening up, and then they were defeated. But there were nations that backed these armies at Armageddon, and something hadn't happened to them. Something has to happen. He sets a throne up there on earth, and he judges those nations, and that's Matthew chapter 25, whereas he actually goes down and um, he judges them, sheep and goats. The sheep were those that did not go along with the army's ideas of going to defeat this uh, Israel. And then there were those that were goats that did go along and they were backing them. And so they had to be judged. And as they were judged here, they were cast also into judgment, a lake of fire. But those that were dead in the graves, they didn't rise up until after the millennium was over. And this ushers in the millennium, the judgment of the living nations ushers into the millennium. A new temple is built from Ezekiel 40, uh, chapters 40 and 43. You'll see the description of that. But not only that, the, the actual, I'm going to go to Isaiah 11, verse 1 to 10. This is what the millennium was like. Now, we all think it was just all beautiful and everything. It was. <coughs> it says in chapter 11 of <coughs> Isaiah, There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and the branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. He shall smite the earth with his rod, his mouth and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked, which he did. Jumping down to verse 10. In that day... There shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for the ensign of the people, and to, to, to it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left. There in this passage, it actually tells us that the millennial kingdom starts 
And during this millennial kingdom, there's, there are the great things happening. The actual creation, the animals and all, they, 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 there's no danger of a babe reaching into the cockatrice den. There is no danger of anything. The, the actual lion lays down by the actual oxen and he eats straw just like the ox and their, their teeth are no longer sharp anymore. In fact, re- remember now this, this is a thousand years. <clears throat> and that's just as if we started today in 2022 and went to 3022. Can you imagine that going that long? A thousand years. And a babe will be considered 100 years old. There will be children born here in this. They will have, they will have a millennium body, a millennial body, not the body of glory that was given to the saints who were able to go from one place to the other with no problem. They will have a millennial body, I call it. And what happens is, <clears throat> is that they were able to walk peaceful just like the Garden of Eden is going right back to that. And of course, understand that Satan is bound for a thousand years during this time. But there are people that are born and there are people that have to come. They worship. They come to that temple and they worship not to have their sins forgiven, but as a memorial. They're doing a memorial, reminding Israel, like our breaking of bread reminds us of the the victory that Christ did, well, this is reminding Israel. And that's why they have that temple. It's not for for sacrifices for their sins. And uh, that makes it clear to me of why they would even have a temple, because there's no temple in the new heavens and the new earth, and in New Jerusalem. And we'll get to that in just a bit. But uh, as we move on here, understand that this is for a thousand years, and that the people are born, and some people live in the outer parts of the earth. And during this time, worship is there, is lined up. Also the creation and different things. There, There's actually a canopy that goes over this uh, earth that were during the millennial time. So the sun isn't so bright, it's just right. It's 72 degrees with the humidity of, of 35, you know, that's about what it is. And that would be a perfect time. And and I understand that as we continue on here, we're going to see this finally after a thousand years end. And as it ends, the old rascal down here, Satan, he is loosed. Satan is loosed. And he is allowed to tempt those. Isn't it amazing how that there are people that will sin during the millennium without Satan there, and they will put to death immediately. And so it's not Satan made me do it. It's in yourself. It's in your being. And, and today, if there's someone not saved today, and you're here. It's within you. You don't even need Satan to make you a sinner. You were born a sinner. You're lost in your sins. And you need to have them forgiven. And that's why Christ went to Calvary for you. And that's why Christ promised that if you believe in him, He'll come again for you and take you home. Where he is, you may be also. Here in the, uh, as, as this millennium ends, Satan goes out and he tempts these people in the far corners of the earth. That usually a representative came from them each year to worship there at the temple. And it wasn't the whole country. It wasn't all the people within the country. 
But they had to come. They sent representatives to, to uh, do these offerings in remember of what Christ did. But there are some that had this building up in them for a thousand years. And they didn't care that Israel had the big, uh, the big throne and that Israel was the person that God recognized them. He was giving them the rewards and all. And they were kind of jealous, I guess. And they could be jealous in the millennium because they do not have that, that body that, that's glorified. And so they sinned. And as Satan took Gog and Magog, the other parts of the earth, he deceived them and said, let's go. And now they could go across that river Euphrates and they could go across the river Euphrates into Israel. And as they're coming in, they didn't think to look up. Their focus was on Israel and they wanted to destroy them completely. And the remnant of Israel was going to be saved. Now, also, as the armies came into Jerusalem, the, uh, the, the fire came down from heaven from God the Father and came down here. Fire from heaven came down and destroyed those armies. Now, as this is happening, there is something else that happens. Go up a little higher. Bring it down, I should say. Here in Second Peter chapter three, verse ten to twelve. Somebody open her Bible to Second Peter chapter three, verse ten to twelve. I'm looking at Frankie back there. Almost got it. Second uh, Peter three, verse ten to twelve. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, the element shall melt with a fervent heat, the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the element shall melt with a fervent heat. And verse 13 says, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. So, during this time of destroying Gog and Magog, fire coming down from heaven, then all of a sudden, this is the end of the world. The earth and the heaven are melted with fervent heat, as you've heard read. And during this time, up in heaven, John is being shown, he's not there during this physical time, but in the book of Revelation, he's being shown the new Jerusalem, the Christ and his bride. And he is actually being shown that because as the world is being destroyed, those that are saved are taken up into the glory to wait until this new heaven and new earth was done. But before, as, as this new heaven and new earth is being done in heaven, being created, here we have the great white throne. And the Bible says in chapter 20 and, and verse 11, let's go to that passage. 
Revelation 20. And that's why I gave you the small chart, because we're going through this stuff, and you're saying, what? Where are we now? 20 and verse 11. I saw a great white throne. Him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for him. So the earth and the heaven are, are, are destroyed. And up in the air, God in his power places a white throne. And on that white throne, him that sat on it, whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was open which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the book according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell were delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to his works. And the death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. And this is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is it. This is the final judgment. It's not a general judgment because the people that were rose from the dead this time were brought up by God, were dead, dead in trespasses and sins, dead physically also. They did not trust Christ as their Savior because it said there, and the dead rise not, in chapter 20, first part of 20, the dead rise not until the millennium is over. And the millennium is over, and Gog and them are defeated by just a flame of fire, and it melts their skin off of their bones. And I should have mentioned, even after that, the uh, battle over here, Um, right here, no, right here, comes down from heaven into this. He he destroys the army by the word of his mouth, and they were left there and they died. And for months, even for the first seven months, everyone looked for bones that were there and buried them, because that's the way Israel did. And then for seven years, they hired certain people that took those bones for seven years, and when they found them, or when a stranger in the land found bones, they put a marker, and they would come pick it and bury them up. Here, it's a little different. Here they are taken up from uh, Satan is loosed. Gog and Magog are burned, burned with fire, and their, their bodies melt there. But they, they are incinerated, after the idea of uh, the new heaven and new earth destroyed, there was no place for them to go except this great white throne that was placed up in the up in the heaven. And on this there sat a man. That was a man that they saw like in Revelation chapter 6. They ran into the caves and rocks and said, Fall on us and hide us from him that sat on the throne. But it wasn't this throne. It was a throne of glory that they knew he was there. And they knew he was coming for them, to destroy them. And down here, we have the books open and the book of life. 
and the great white throne here. And during this time, the dead in Christ, not the dead in Christ, those that are dead physically and trespasses sins were raised up and they stood before this great white throne. And it's great because of who sat on it. It's white because of the purity and righteousness that he represented. It was a throne because he alone could sit there on that throne. The, the earth and the heaven fled away. No place for the old earth and the heaven. And John saw the ones dead in their sins stand before God, stand before Christ, and they were judged. They had no representative there. They had no, no uh, lawyer there to plead for them. They had no strength to resist it. They had no place to hide, and they ran. I mean, they had no place to hide from him that sat on the throne. Harlots were there. Adulterers were there. Drunkards were without their drink, and priests without their idols, and, and rabbis without their robes and their rituals. And church members were there that weren't born again. And the book of life was open with nothing inside of it. No one by their names, were found inside the book of life. And then they were judged by those things that were in the books, by their works. Here's the only time that they're judged by their works to get a degree of punishment in the lake of fire. And that's what they did. And so what happens as this is... What happens as they are making the new earth and the new heaven, Satan is taken and he isn't bound anymore. He is cast into the lake of fire, which is right here. Satan is loosed, he's taken again, and he's put in the lake of fire and they put him in the lake of fire. He was in the abyss. It's a place set aside. But he was cast in the lake of fire where the Antichrist and the false prophet was. And so as they were cast in there, and he was cast in there, they would stay in there forever and ever and ever and ever. Who wants to be there in the lake of fire? And that's my question today. Who among us here will dwell in everlasting burnings? Who among us will be in that lake of fire forever and ever? Wouldn't you sooner be in the new heaven and the new earth? The new heaven and the new earth will be on, go on forever and ever. And during that earth time, we will be able to go from the earth up into the new heavens, up into the uh, new Jerusalem. I believe it will probably be hovering over the, this because there are people that are here in on the earth that were supposed to get the reward, earthly reward. And that's, that's a fulfillment of God giving the reward to Israel. And those nations that obeyed the God of heaven, that wanted to follow those things. And so that, in a nutshell, is that chart. That's why I gave you a small one. Take it home and digest it all. And I know that I cannot give this justice. It's the first time I used it, really. And uh, just trust that uh, this is helpful to show you the urgency of if you're not saved, to get saved, and if you are saved, to reach out to the lost, that we might be happy in heaven. Our Father, we thank thee for the time that we've had, for the word of God.
And we thank thee, our Father, for the idea that uh, <clears throat> he's coming soon. We trust our Father. We emphasize the idea there's so much on the chart he could be looking at. And it should just thrill our souls if we're a believer to show that there's God's plan. And we can't comprehend it all because we're still here in our mortal bodies. Until we're in the glory and then God throughout all eternity will tell us the wonderful things that have done towards us through Christ, Jesus our Lord. Until then, help us to be uh, workmen, not, not ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth and being used of thee. Pray for Traveling Mercy's home. Pray for those that we might know in our minds at this time they're not saved. We pray for their salvation. And those that are saved, we trust our Father, you will comfort them and direct them into reaching lost. And our Father, if there anyone here today is not saved, we trust that you'll reach down and save them with the Spirit of God, convicting them of their sins, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, but Christ Jesus has given us a wonderful gift. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.